Hey guys, what is up? This is Koi White, the host of the Sprackle Podcast. I am new to podcasting and I want to thank you, first of all, for finding me, however you did. Um, I just wanted to preface this first episode with the fact that uh, you might hear every once in a while in the introduction and also in the body of the podcast that I refer to it as the Polymath Podcast, which was originally my working name for it. I decided to rename it to the Sprackle Podcast for a number of reasons, which I go into in episode two with my interview with Sean Michael Medeiros. But nevertheless, um, I didn't want to have to toss this episode because it was a great conversation that I had with my friends at SoFla Movement, which I want you to be able to hear. So without further ado, let us roll the intro and episode as it would have been. I decided to start this podcast on a whim with two parkour athletes that are currently staying with me in New Jersey. Tony and Tyler are two co-founders of Sofla Movement, a rapidly developing parkour and freerunning team based in South Florida. Over the last year, their total team of five athletes has quickly grown to be a foundational name in their immediate vicinity, as well as around the world on social media. In 2018, they secured Bang Energy's first parkour team sponsorship, entering at the highly disruptive energy drink company's elite tier. I met them around two years ago and since had the privilege of becoming close friends and collaborators despite being based over a thousand miles away. So today, as we waited in my apartment for the rain to pass to begin working with them on a new flagship project of my own, I decided it was a perfect opportunity to dive a little deeper into what life looks like building such a generally unconventional endeavor. Uh, we jump around quite a lot, but it was a great time and I learned a lot more about just how calculated these guys actually are. So without further ado, enjoy this inaugural Polymath podcast with Tony Roth and Tyler Gatewood. All right. Yeah, you need to learn from me. <laughs> well, you want to say thank you. Welcome to the okay. first Dude, of. Fucking an, stick. Oh. You, you didn't say thank you for me. This is going well. It's because I made mac and cheese for you twice. Well, technically, Tyler made mac and cheese for you. In the time that it would have taken you. He stuck it. To wait, who? Oh my. God. Welcome everyone to the first of an undefined amount of uh, podcast named the Polymath Podcast, and this is something that I have yet to figure out exactly what the premise is going to be. But I know that I it's going to be something around the name, probably. What's polymath? Yeah, I don't even know what that means. What is a polymath? You ask. Fifty percent of things you say, I actually don't know what they mean. Oh, okay. Well, that's reassuring. Just for so you know. that's that's going to be great for communication on set. Um, vocabulary is. Way more vast than ours. Well, you have two languages. I'm like a 0.7 of a language. <laughs> um, so, Polymath Podcast. That's the name of this. I don't know what it's going to turn into in the future, but it's going to revolve around the idea of polymaths, which is a person of wide-ranging knowledge or learning on Google. Um, Google? On, on, well, I mean, you could, it's that on Google is not within the quotations of that definition, but it is... I have, uh, I have just one question. Where I'm reading the definition, yes. Whoever listens to this, can they hear me drink? Probably. Because you swallow so goddamn loud. They also could almost definitely hear Tyler eating the bag of cheese that he spent an hour making. <laughs> <laughs> and, and look at it. And uh, it looks well spent. That, yeah. <laughs> it looks amazingly like oh. the picture on the box of the instant mac and cheese yeah. that you bought. This is what happens when people start their day at like 2 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> um, for a little bit of background, SoFlo is up from Florida. They're from, as you might deduce, South Florida. Uh, their parkour team. You'd be surprised how many people don't catch that. I know. I I think Kenny, when I mentioned it to the first time, like when I saw him at Brooklyn Zoo, he was like, oh, I follow those guys. And I was like, yeah, they're from Florida. And they're like, oh, South. Oh, I didn't even get that. There are so many people that just don't get it. Yeah, no. Some people even were like, oh, like, so flow. Like, they have a lot of flow. Like, oh, <laughs> God, no. That would have a W at the end of it. 
Oh dear. Some people thought we were so faux. It's like a tech chart of name spelling. Some people thought we were um, affiliated with SoFlo Antonio. SoFlo Antonio. Or whatever that SoFlo comedy, whatever that shit was. He was uh, oh, basically a, he was a, he was a guy who ripped other people's videos. No, he wasn't even an influencer. He ripped other people's videos to post on his own channel to then monetize to make money off of it. Damn. So everyone hated him, and then we put our name out there, Soulful Movement, and you can imagine Great. the first amount of comments we got were like, fuck Soulful Antonio. And we were like, we've never even met him. We don't even know him. Yeah, and fuck you guys, too. That's a great start to your, your branding life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the next day, we have a team meeting. Should we change the name? <laughs> I'm over here, like, pounding my fist. No. We almost made it to the 23-hour honeymoon mark, but I think it's time to abandon ship. <laughs> that was a good run, guys. All right. Well, anyway, um, these guys are insane parkour athletes from Florida. They're doing all sorts of like different sort of stuff. So they're doing content creation. They just got a team sponsorship from Bing. We have with us the two members that I met. What was it? Two years ago now? 2017. Yeah. 20, so three years ago. Dude, uh, I can no, do no, math. I'd, That's two years ago. I'd, I'd say I'd that would be bad. <laughs> Well, when did we take the trip up? Because I, I think it was. It was I don't think yeah, no, it was early in the year. No, it yeah. was really? before I. It was before I went to uh, like the fact Scotland, you're, which is in May. Me out the side <laughs> right now. I'm gonna keep it there now because you said that. Just for the people listening to this <laughs> podcast, we're you know just to dispel any worries about our social acceptance and crudeness. We're all wearing suits right now. Tyler's eating caviar and yes, bagels. Yep. <laughs> I didn't get the memo Sean in my birthday shoot. Oh dear Christ. Okay. Um but yeah, so I met Tyler and Tony at FSU, which I never actually attended, and neither did they. So that, that works about as well as you can imagine. But I was riding my bike and loitering as I normally do outside of the Leech Gym or Fitness Center or whatever that is. Um, which was like a normal place that I'd go to. And all of a sudden these dudes showed up and they were doing like like bike parkour sands the bike, also known as parkour <laughs> you, know what I, you know what i just thought of? Totally the way the way we showed up uh-huh. look like how we looked back then we look no different than how we do now we had two gallons yeah. of water our backpacks on a camera his baggy sweatpants my shorts and I'm then if, less fat now if you would have caught us in today's glimpse like it would have been exactly the same yeah no it's funny like i have the same bike even though it's about to snap in half and well it already has once since then but i was doing basically I, I had in mind a, almost the a, identical line on a bike as you guys did in parkour. Um, but I wasn't good enough at the time to do it. I just had wanted to. I'd pr- I think I'm going to try and do it when I go back in like a month from now. But uh, you guys were doing like a Kong Pre and it was this handicap ramp. So it would like snake up and there were these tall bricks. And so there's the opening on like the left side of it. And then because it snaked, it had like, what is it one two like three turns yeah so you could skip over one because that was a gap and then land on the very bottom brick wall of that handicap ramp and so uh that's what i walked and showed up to tyler doing and uh they were trying to stick and at that point i I had no parkour literacy whatsoever so i had no idea sticking was a thing yeah it's like trying to stay on the wall yeah and you did the you did the the first like attempt i think and you guys mentioned that your quads were like roasted because oh yeah that trip for some reason our quads i've never my something it was actually not even like you know how like genuinely your whole entire quadricep four muscle groups are sore Mm -hmm. it was it felt like one specific area of our quads Mm -hmm. were so sore that literally any landing 
just sucked. It felt like someone was constantly punching us every time we tried to stick something. Yeah. I actually so get I that feeling sometime in my in my back leg um, on the bike because it's more bent all the time. Oh, okay. So whenever I land like drops and I'm not fully warmed up, I'll feel it. And like that, that inside like bump part of your quad well, on your knee. Usually like when that happens, it's not weird to feel for a day, but <clears throat> we were feeling it for days. Like it was consecutive. It was like every day almost, almost. What stop of the trip was that? It, so we went to Orlando first, then Jacksonville, and then we took a quick trip to Tallahassee where we saw you. So it was Orlando, Jacksonville. So it was like you know a couple of days in. We were feeling it on Orlando, right? The first round of the trip, first day, and then it, then we foam rolled like crazy. Probably the most fo- painful <laughs> foam rolling session Tony and I have ever had. Like to to the point where we were like I saw it in the up. video. Yeah, yeah. It, we were tear. I was tearing up. <laughs> it was, but I needed to get rid of it, and then mm. it kind of went away, and it came back that day we saw you. Damn. I'm trying to stick it. And, and we couldn't stick it. And you guys were in Tali for how long? It was just like two days, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah so it was inc- it was like super by chance that we ran into each other because yeah, I didn't session much. that spot a lot. Like I barely rode more than once a week at that. That was our first time there too. That was our like our last spot too mm-hmm. that day. And I don't know if I'm just making this up right now, but I feel like we weren't even going to go to that spot. <clears throat> I feel like we were like, uh, no, no, no. We drove by it, and you really wanted to see it. Cause you do that. Oh, there's a running jump. Yeah, 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 running free, and then I saw the concrete, and now like, okay. we got to go. See we had that. to go find where it was again, and that was our last spot before we. Then we were like bumped as we are. Right. Yeah, and I was trying to get up a wall like on the side, and then there was a gap. So like the the very same gap that's like the entrance at the top of the handicap ramp that Tony or uh, Tyler was like running through to do his Kong, like he was calling the back wall of that. I was gapping over that entrance to the the barrier wall next to the stairs. And then the full line was to pivot on that, land straight on the wall. And I've since done this like a ton of times, but you ride to the end of the wall and then there's like an eight foot drop. And so you just do a static drop to the, like Which over a plant. I yeah. believe it. <clears throat> it was fun. Wait, did I do that? I don't think I did that drop No, you, did, no, you, you didn't did. do it. You, you did on video. Oh, yeah, video. yeah, I did that on video now. Yeah, because I hadn't, I couldn't aim myself up for that yet until I found like some step up drops yeah. around town and then I came back to it later. Um, but yeah, at the time that was a, that was the thing that I wanted to do, but I just like didn't, I wasn't feeling it. Um, but when I saw, I don't think I even caught your running pre. Maybe I did. No, I think I think I think I left. You by might that have point. Yeah, I think you, you left it. before us. Yeah, and then I saw that was it on our the video. last day there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And after that, we actually, I think the next day we actually drove home. True. Wow. Close encounters. That that whole trip is a blur to me right now. Yeah. It's not, I have it all recorded. It's in a video on on, on SoFlow. I, that's not a blur to me. Because the thing is, when you edit, when you film yeah. a trip and you edit it, you remember it more. I edited it. <laughs> I did the edit. You did the road trip edit. I did the other edit. What edit? What other edit did we do? Oh, you meant the compilation edit. Yeah, yeah but if, and I, I have did all the, the footage. I did the road trip edit. You think I would remember it since I yeah, true, did the I, edit? Well, if it's if it's too much footage, you might lose perspective. I, I think I think it's just one too many hits to the head, honestly. But also, I also have <laughs> all the footage on a folder, and I've watched it by myself in my room all over and over again. And also, uh, bef- that same day that we met you, uh, Tony mapped us to the wrong smoothie king. We woke up. We took collectively as a team mapped ourselves to the wrong. He doesn't want to take fault, but he was right, I mapped the wrong. I mapped the wrong the king, but he didn't even pick up on it. No. So what happened was like the house we were staying at had zero coverage. So in order to get Wi-Fi to do anything, you had to go back into the house. So we drove off the house, almost exiting the property at the end of the driveway. And uh, I was like, damn, we forgot to map ourselves with Smoothie Kings. Tony ran into the house and, and 
connected Wi-Fi and map it. Sounds like it was in Killarn, was it? it I don't know. Like it was, North it was like some fancy house. It was kind of like rich. Like it was like a <laughs> kind of area. And so <laughs> they had their own like movie room. That mo- yeah, that morning, like- that morning I woke up and I was like, okay, we need to get Smoothie King. Where's the closest one? And I saw that there was one 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Which is the one right next to FSU, literally on that road. So I was like, oh, okay, good. There's a half an hour smoothie came away from where we are at in this house. So I go, we I, we go, we pack up, we drive off. We're at the end of the driveway, and I was like, Tony, go back in the house and map us the smoothie king. He goes back in, comes into the car. It's already routed, and he puts it on my little display. Thirty minutes, and it said thirty minutes. I was like, ah, oh, he got the right one. It's the only one. It's like the right one. No, homeboy took us to Georgia, Thomasville. <laughs> His, also, but like both of us, just, didn't, you know both of us didn't see that the Florida Georgia sign either. <laughs> you know what that means? He just ran in, picked Smoothie King, and he didn't even give a fuck. He was just like Smoothie King, and then he we ran back out. Like, well, yeah, I, I, like, I, oh, I, no, I typed in Smoothie King. I hit search, and the first one came up, and I was like, "Fuck it!" So I hit it. Yeah, you didn't read it. Well, it's a little deceiving. I didn't, I didn't expect to go to Georgia. <laughs> so we. <laughs> before i live at the bottom of florida i'm not next to a state so we drove all the way into thomasville you know when you leave florida wait, wait, when you're in miami it, it really hang on, the story's not even done yet it gets, <laughs> it gets better. way better we drive into thomasville we're we even get, we're even like yo some of these spots are sick dude like yeah, some of these are crazy the like, fucking this palm trees you're passing yeah, what? I was like, no they're like buildings like oh. brick buildings so we drove through, <laughs> we drove to this little town i was like this doesn't seem like FSU would be around here. Something seems amiss. So when we get to the plaza where the smoothie king's supposed to be, and it's not there. Like, it closed down, like, a way ago. <laughs> oh, it's a vacant, like, building. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing. And I was like, Tony, check the map again real quick, because this is not it. And he goes, uh, dude, I think we're in Georgia. And I was like, what? No, give me my phone. No, 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 because he was like, he was like, he was like, fuck it, let's just go to FSU. Cause we didn't we didn't pick up that we're in Georgia yet. Oh. It was like fuck it, let's just go to FSU. And I type in FSU and I was like, uh. dude, it says it's an hour away. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, what? No, no, something's wrong with your phone. And then I checked his phone. It says an hour away. His face, How literally, literally <laughs> his facial expression changed from like, like serious to like, what the fuck? Yeah. And literally both, you know how you get that little blue dot on your maps? Yeah. Both of it, both of ours was in the state of Georgia. Yeah. And I was like. We're in Georgia. And our, our friends were back at the house, too. And I was like, I got to Snapchat this, put a filter on it, because nobody's like, going to believe us. I was like, Tony, you drove us to Georgia. He's like, no, I didn't. It was It was like, you mapped us. He's like, it's not my fault. I was like, well. And so we drove an hour back. And on the way back, we then see the welcome to Florida sign. But we didn't see the welcome to Georgia sign. Maybe Georgia doesn't have one of those. Maybe it's a plot to get people to like Maybe go to Georgia. To be fair, everything looked exactly the fucking same. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's deceivingly close to Georgia. But I, I just like the fact that there was like a grand moment of foreshadowing when Tyler said your phone's messed up because what like two years later in September this practice shoot we're just walking around lost like oh, on the goddamn side because oh, yeah. phone- oh, in October it was October what do you keep saying what do you keep saying September? but I, hear, I keep thinking it's October doesn't exist to yeah, me okay October it was in October September's two months long yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> T-Mobile sucks yeah, and every time. What were, you, would, what were you saying about Siri? Again? <laughs> huh? What were you saying about Siri? You like did a voice the other day that died listening to it. Um, I don't remember. What was it? It's like your Siri is oh, like. Oh, oh, dude! So when Tony was mapping um, places to go to in Manhattan last year in October, yeah, it would it, it would like tell us to walk one way, and mm-hmm. we walked away, but it was supposed to be the other direction for some reason. Like his his like thing was off, like his GPS was off. 
And it's like as if Siri was like, psych, it's the other direction, bitch. Or whatever. <laughs> like, look, I'm over here. Yeah, like, psych, over this way. And I'm like, so we kept on just making loops. And I was like, fuck this. Let me use my phone. It's going to take a lot longer because my service sucks. Yeah, and what then, is uh, the deal with this? Is it the let's, same let's wait. Let's get this straight, too. Tyler was the one who mapped us to Essen that was next to fucking Madison, Madison Square, Square Garden. Garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <So> you were <laughs> waiting at an Essen and we Chelsea. get on the train <laughs> oh, we go to Essen after my phone decides to fucking jump down the drain yeah. and we like get out and Tyler's like, yo, it's Madison Square Garden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, Whoa, cool. Hey, at least Wait. it took us the right direction. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? At least it didn't make us go one way and move yeah. together. No, oh, yeah, because I forgot I was waiting there, but I started... You waited there for a while because... Was I already blocked by... Ins- okay, hang on. We got a match. We figured that out when we got there. To, to clarify, because we're now 16 minutes in and no one has a goddamn clue. We're an hour we're, in? What we're, no, 16 minutes. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, there's no oh, way. I thought you said 16. No, okay. We're over here. So, still movement is up because I'm shooting a launch video for um an app in the works called sprackle and we've had a quite the learning experience for the past like full year now me and my co-founder um but we're sort of repositioning and one of the things that i wanted to do last fall to have something ready on the shelf for a launch video because i i'm like reasonably adept at media and film was that if we made a launch video and had it ready to deploy we wouldn't have to make it during the actual launch process or like during actual hair and fire problems dealing with users and bugs and stuff like that. So at any point we could just like have the video ready and send it off. And then if any, like, I don't know if any people wanted to join to start a media company, we could use that as a proof of concept that we actually knew what we were doing. Unfortunately, <laughs> October slash the second month of September, um, I, I didn't know what I was doing. And so it was kind of a giant clusterfuck. Um, Basically, we booked, what was it, 10 days for you guys being up here? Yep. 10 days for SoFlo to be up here. And the idea of the video is that there's all three primary action sports that the app supports, which is BMX, skateboarding, and parkour. It's like a crossover video. And it's scripted, and there's a route that everyone takes. And it's one of those situations where you think, like, oh, the concept makes total sense in my mind. Like, I I just see a dialogue scene there. that That'll be easy enough. Yeah. And then you realize, like, you can't yeah you can't let too many of those little like oh that that'll be easy enough get through because then you show up and you realize 20 seconds of dialogue with like four shots and then you have to do it five takes each because no one of these sports has ever acted before so then a 20 second dialogue scene turns into like two hours of shooting and um and plus i i went to like a leadership summit on a friend's recommendation uh for the first two or three days of when SoFlo showed up in October, which meant we were down to nine days. And then there was some weather stuff. As soon as they flew up here, like the average temperature dropped by 30 degrees. So like parkour is the highest impact sport. And the parkour athletes that we have were used to like Miami heat all year long. Humidity. Yeah. And so now it's like 50 degrees, windy as shit. Everyone's like feeling stings on everything. And I've lost three days and I completely underestimated the size of the project. Is that what you talk about October? <clears throat> Yeah. Drop yeah. Well, I mean, everything. Even when you were doing the concrete, you guys were like, oh, this is fucking, that's going to hurt. That was not bad, though. The yeah. first one was not Well, that was, it was still kind of warm. Like, that was, from that day on, it dropped so much. And Do you remember when I was like, did you, did you remember how, I, like, like, it looked like I was pissed off? Yeah. No, no, because you took the pre-work. You were lit. You were flying. I, I was livid. I was livid. And oh yeah, because we also got kicked off the spot, and you were like, I don't care. Let's do I this. I don't care. I did not and, care. Um, yeah. But yeah, so long story 
long. Um, that was what we were doing in October, yeah. and we got really close to finishing it. And yeah. somehow, like, I got blocked by Instagram from DMing so many people cold. We had to recast the same skateboarder three times because each of those three people in the same role, like, dipped out. And somehow we kept finding people with the same haircut yeah. and, like, being able to hide it. That's another thing. Dude. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, it was so, that October trip that we're talking about when you were DMing people. The one thing about New York that I realized is that I said this yesterday to Marcus that I could not believe how many people are willing to just be a part of a creative project, whether something's in for them or not. Mm-hmm. They're just willing to be a part of something. And they'll hop on the idea yeah. like you, dude, if you were to DM people in Florida like that, not a single person would want to do with you. Yeah. Right? Or very few, but even like, not only that, but you just have less to pick from. Here like, it's up, insane. It's awesome. Yeah. So okay. basically what I did was I'd like go on all the BMX parks, like local BMX park pages yeah. and go to local riders and try to find all the people that were following these pages, see like based on their content, whether they were actually local or whether they had just visited. Mm-hmm. And then I would write a DM to them with a link to the draft that we had already shot with your dialogue scene and the guys like Tyrone that showed up and everything. And um, somehow in the span of like two days, we managed to get three BMX riders on board. Yep. Uh, Well, I mean, it was a total of like we like we churned three. So we had three three BMX riders on board and then they all like fell through. We had three different skateboarders on board. They all fell through except for one. and then we had the three BMX riders that we still have, Zane, Tyrone, and John, and um, Basil. And now we have a new skateboarder, a potentially another new skateboarder, which I'm still fleshing out because Basil. that's, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the third potential skateboarder that we have is like not something I was expecting. Um, but yeah, no, it's a crazy project. And essentially we got to like 80% finished and then winter hit. And there was no more pickup shots to be done. So flow was booked because they just landed a sponsorship with Bang or VPX or Bang Energy, that company. Yeah. So they were pumping out a crazy amount of content in Florida doing events and their own projects. So they couldn't fly up again until like now, now which is May. Yeah. Which I had to check to see if it was me. <laughs> um, also the weather. <clears throat> yeah, we wouldn't have been able to yeah. fly up in December anyway. Yeah, no, I mean like all the BMXers and stuff. And so what happened then was like over the course of six months, people's appearances have changed, people's schedules have changed. So now the most available riders that we had on the shoot last year are the most busy riders this year. So it's like hard to shoot the demanding, uh, like schedulely demanding uh, sequences with them so yeah. we might have to reshoot the entire project and right now we're in the planning stages because we have about three rain days but that's why SoFlo is up here again um but on the second day the one the, the reason why we wanted to do this podcast is because i had wanted to do a podcast with people for like this specific idea the polymath podcast and i had a few friends of mine a few far-reaching guests and things like that but i never really knew how to like lock it down i never knew how i'd be on like as an interview type role but something happened on like was it the first or second day of the trip when you got the verdicts on college oh it was yesterday yesterday it was yesterday when my mom facetimed opening the physical letter well no but when did you get the email the day before that okay so oh was i not supposed (laughs) was i not supposed to mention that okay no no no, yeah (laughs) i wanted i wanted to share that moment with my mom because a lot, a big a percentage of why I continue with my education career is for my parents. Mm. So I wanted her to have that moment of opening it. Yeah. You know, and also I was excited though because yeah. I got to she Facetime me, so I was actually able to see, to see the letter 
And that was cool because, you know, when a guy saying, oh, yeah, you're admitted, and it, it seems so not... Um, Ceremonious. It, yeah. A little anticlimactic. See, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when you see the letter, you're like, oh, my God. You know? yeah. So it said, welcome to the Bull family. And yeah. So now I've been accepted to the University of South Florida, and the next move is to go there and fuck shit up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, basically we were sitting around in the apartment, like, waiting to do this test shoot yesterday. Because another thing we're after working around on this trip is weather. We didn't get a break on that. So we have like, I think four sunny days um, forecasted from the beginning of the two week trip. Uh, so we're, we're working around that. It seems to be clearing up a little bit sooner, which is a, a good omen, I think for this, but I don't want to speak too soon, but essentially yesterday was a test shoot because it was sunny. So we're getting back, like myself getting back in the directing and choreographing seat, um, everyone getting used to calling actions and cues and distancing and stuff like that again. Cause that's like a really big uh, factor in this project. Also like realizing that I need to rent certain pieces of equipment and lenses. So that was all yesterday. And then the day before was this uh, email that Tyler got. And I realized like, Oh, this would be a great impetus because this is a part of you guys that I don't know what's about to happen. And I can actually like genuinely ask <laughs> like with no knowledge about what your plans are. Um, so like the reason also that I decided to kick this off with the polymath podcast format with you guys is because I, I consider you very much to be um, like pretty in essence of polymath. Like what do you mean? your video creators on a different level Did than you like even to the, the definition Yeah, no, but I mean um, like if you think about yourselves and, and what you do, like you make, you can you would probably instinctively point to different examples of similar paradigms. So you'd be like, that's a parkour team. They do content creation and like entrepreneurial stuff. And they do merchandising. But content creation is different from what you guys are doing. So you found like a strategic partnership and somehow like all the parkour stuff that you do has an aspect of story to it. And I'm like the biggest cynic in like ever as far as like vlogs versus film versus like documentary versus like mm-hmm. high merit film versus high volume film yeah. or like high density merit film. Yeah. Um, and you guys have like an understanding of pace that a lot of people don't you get and, and the drive and like creativity to actually introduce like comedy and storytelling and like, even if it's ridiculous, like the fucking <laughs> the rainbow god <laughs> video that you just made, yeah. but it's but it's like it's different. It's on a different level than like just documenting you guys doing banger parkour lines. <clears throat> and also, the other thing that I realized when I moved up here and went to Brooklyn Zoo for the first time is like, it's like, oh shit, you guys are actually good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I just met you guys at the spot. I was riding a bike and we're, we've been chill and like talk yeah. ever since. You guys are like, whoa, biking's sick. And I'm like, whoa, parkour is sick. Yeah, yeah. And I just like, all right, cool. Pretty much accepted. Just yeah. That. And I would just follow you guys on Instagram. And I'd see lines like, wow, that looks pretty, that looks pretty cool. Yeah. And then I, and then I started like trying parkour and I was like, fuck, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like you told me a little bit about what's happening now that that decision has been made on the school and now Tyler's going to USF, right? USF, yeah. Um, which is in Tampa, mm-hmm. right? So now a relocation's happening between the whole team or you guys Julius. and okay, yeah. so you guys and Julio. Julio's still staying there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So who's he's still staying in? Well, Julio's yeah, gonna he's, stay in Miami. Okay, and then who's the other one? Julian. J- Beerhouse in, in California. Right. Julian's the one moving in with us. Okay. Julian's moving with Tony and I. Well, that'll be a good trio. 
And, um, and then also you guys have been like sort of seeing if you can build out the, the SoFlo team, right? Like if, like if add to it. Yeah. Like I, well, if, you know, financially, if it, it's viable to do. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I like having the idea of, I, I feel like exclusive is the wrong word for it, but like having an exclusive team where. Or at least a tight knit. A tight. Yeah. Cause like everyone on the team has like, we're friends and we've been friends before they've been on SoFlo movement, you mm. know, like Julio would come around and he would just train with us. Yeah. And because we had the same personality and we'd, like have the same training styles or we like training with each other. That's why he got added to the team. Obviously yeah. his skill played a part in it, but it's the main fact of how well he got along with us and then how well you can represent SoFlo as well. Yeah. So I, are there people in the works? Absolutely. But are we in a rush to do it? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. But, um, cool. Yeah. I think a lot of people like, cause there's a big drive for the whole like hyper vigilant equality of everything these days. And I think it's easy to, like lose sight of the fact that in a team setting like team culture matters a lot more than it does in like a sheer meritocracy or in like a tournament type thing like you guys are only in a team because being in a team is like a is good for like moral support and emotional benefit and like it's better for collaboration because everyone's on the same page um so yeah that absolutely makes sense well not just that but also like um for example, Julian writes down bang video ideas in his phone. Mm-hmm. And the videos and the <clears throat> ideas he comes up with actually come to life. That is so important. Because I hate more than anything. Well, not more than anything. But just I, like overly lofty video ideas. I, no, no. I just hate when people come up with an idea and then don't do anything about it. Like they just uh, talk, 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 talk. And don't, oh, dude, it'd be great if we did this and that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then nothing <laughs> happens. Yeah. Bullshit. So what Julian does is he types it on his phone. Right, and he goes. We should do this, and then Tony and I are like, "Okay," and it happens. Yeah, it's so important that a teammate in social movement or any team really that isn't part of a creative process is capable of either a coming up with their own ideas or b branching off somebody else's ideas and then making it happen. Having that creativity that kind of mentally like connects with everybody else, like Julio. He's come up with ideas that we've done the video game one, the POV video game one. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh yeah, that was all Julio's idea, the life bar, the picking up the can, nice. you know, that's so important. And, um, even, even Brandon, uh, can come up with stuff from another state, you know, it can't just another be coast. Yeah, another coast. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. It can't just be someone that's like, um, like most part, it can't just be like, Oh, that'd be cool. It'd be, it, they look cool in our yeah. team. Like they give us a good image. No, that's I'm sure you've run into a lot of people that have been like, yo bro, it'd be super cool if you do it. And you're like, write yes. it down send it to us. And they're like, no, just listen. Like you should do. Like no, yeah, write it like, down. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just, yeah. If they if, if they say like no, nah, just listen. Yeah. I wouldn't even be like not nah, write it down. I'll just be like mm-hmm. yeah, and then just walk away. Yeah. Not walk away, but you know, like, just dismiss what, it. What some people don't understand is that it's generally part of our job now to be creative and come up with ideas. Right. So we don't we can't just BS ideas yeah. and not have them happen. Like most of the time when we come up with ideas, they're for bang videos because that's what like gives us our yeah. status in our company. And we can't just throw out an idea and then do nothing about it, you know? So, yeah, like it's our job to do something about it. And also, even if it's even apart from me as a person, apart from creating social movement uh, content, just saying and then doing the thing you said is such an important life thing that I follow. Hence why I'm accepted to USF. Three years ago, I said I was going to go into a university and move out of my house and look what's going to happen because I said so. And I don't like when people say something and not do it. 
Well, I mean, also, it's it's sort of like... You just put it on my face. <laughs> my it's like a... In front of your leg. You want to see my teeth? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> but on the, on the note of, um, of like, proof of, like, doing what you say, like, it's an interesting sort of thing, because if you notice in people... And I'm sure like everyone's had a period of this in their life on either side, but it's sort of a compounding phenomenon, like either side, even if you do the things that you say typically and they're small things, you have that momentum and you have the like, well, of course, if I say that I'm going to do this, like, I want to do it because I always do. And that like sort of is a self perpetuating thing. Like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a way, whereas like it is equally self-fulfilling prophecy if it's in the other direction where you're like, damn, I, I don't usually seem to finish these things like fuck, but I really want to do this, but I might not finish it. And then that sort of like diminishes your chances marginally of finishing it either way. See that? I don't believe it. Believe it or not. It's yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's like a thing to overcome. Like anything is a psychological thing, but it can, yeah. it can be something to sabotage you. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. but it's absolutely not an insurmountable thing. Mm-hmm. It's just really hard to like, get yourself like get over yourself and like do something and then yeah. start making that compounding thing the other direction it's just an easy hole for like people to fall into and i think i've been on either side of those things uh-huh. um but getting back on track with you guys going to tampa so can you talk a little bit about um like what the plan is and like what this means as far as next steps for SoFlow and you guys personally because I know one thing that this doesn't tell is now Tyler's going to be like a student, which is like, I know you're doing that hellacious like last prerequisite class for this past semester. And you said that wasn't the funnest experience. No, um, but that was because of the conditions. It, it was like a make or break. Like I wouldn't get accepted if I didn't pass it. And mm-hmm. it was also a course that is usually 16 week long, 16 weeks long, compressed into seven, three hours, twice mm-hmm. a week. And the homework was just as long every day. So uh, it was like a full-time job almost because, you know, the homework was so long that it was like you're sitting in another class the next day, even though you weren't in class. Yeah. And it was just the pressure of knowing that if I didn't pass it, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't fulfill what I said I was going to do. Yeah. So that well, also like different opportunities would open or close. And so that pressure got to me is what is all it was. So it'd be different there. And also, um, because I'm only going there for my bachelor's now and the classes are vastly different than what I had to take in order to get to this point. Uh, I actually have the opportunity to like get my degree in within a year and a half, like yeah. a much shorter time frame. And so you you did your AA, and then you had to take a surplus of like seven, seven prerequisites, prerequisites. Yeah. and then so like essentially now you can do only like career focused classes, right? It's all gonna be it's all gonna be business uh, classes now. Nice. Only, I looked up the classes I was supposed to. I not looked up. I the, the my advisor gave me a. Uh, <laughs> the classes that I'd be taking and it all has either manager it has the word managing in it. It has the word business in it. It has, Oh, I also take electives though. So basically as long as I game design. plan, what happened? get some product design classes in there. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'll do whatever. <laughs> I'll do whatever I have to, but whatever I just essentially have to plan it very, uh, tediously for it to, excuse me, for it to go by. Cause I don't want to be there forever either. Mm. I don't want to be there as long as I did, to get my A and the prerequisites. Yeah. I kind of want to just be in and out of there. I don't really care. I kind of care a little bit, but not really, like I said, for my parents. And But the main thing is because it goes hand in hand with social movement. Yeah. So, so yeah. what is the sort of, um, let's say you do that sort of condensed schedule where you can finish in a year and a half. I would imagine that's going to be a bit of a class load. Are you going to do like summer semesters to, to achieve that? Or is it just I don't know yet. I'll heavy? figure it out. 
if I have to stay there for two years and do normal stuff, then I will. It just depends. Like if the if the class lows in a year and a half, sacrifice what I actually love, then no. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah. The yeah, sacrifices I had to make in order to finish this last prerequisite, like we just spoke of, to get into the, the university, I don't want to make those sacrifices again because it's plain and simple. It is mm, not worth it. Yeah. Not so let's say well okay so let's just say like a two-year plan if it was like a normal class schedule like how does sofa look moving forward because you and julian are moving in but you you are all tony tyler and julian moving in together um you're gonna be in school for a bit maybe you have summers off you're still probably gonna be super involved in at least the like content creation side of stuff and and parkour side of stuff and yeah for you guys, what sort of becomes your like roles uh, specifically? Well, so I currently right now I am just a full time athlete. Like all my my job is social movement mm-hmm. now because I quit my my retail job. It dove in head first into my passion. <laughs> uh, Julian goes into um, I, I keep forgetting what his he's going to be an environmental scientist. Yeah, he's legit. He's well, he's legit doing like research studies, which is something he wants to do. And Tampa is like a very, I guess, prime area for that. Uh, yeah, it is. So um, Julian, like he'll be able to do his job. But the one thing Julian has always wanted to do is work more hand hand in hand with us in social mm-hmm. movement. Mm-hmm. And it's always been hard to do that because he lived on the West Coast and we lived on the East Coast. So it was like a two and a half hour drive. Oh, hour of drive. Florida. So yeah, he always wanted to do there, more positive stuff. He yeah. just always wanted to be more involved with social movement mm-hmm. because of his distance. So now... Like before it was only where he could just come down and be a part of a video or pitch in a video idea and we'd make the idea or drive up now he can actually get into like the product designs and like and now as in like consequentially getting into usf when you guys move in together yep mm-hmm. so yeah, right yeah. now he's still making commutes and you guys are still meeting up to do stuff like that well no right now 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 he like moved out of fgcu because he graduated oh, okay from our, or from fgcu so he lives um back in broward county he lives five minutes from me Okay. So oh, now shit. when we go back, like if we, when we have to make videos or do whatnot, yeah, it's going to be a lot easier because all three of us can be in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the actual, the actual like engaging stuff that he wants to be a part of will take place when we actually get situated in Tampa because we have a, a lot of stuff nice. happening in motion because we plan like six months in advance, like five months in advance for a lot of things. Yeah. So the whole reason behind moving out, because my parents... My parent, my dad is very old school with uh, upbringings. So when you're 18, when I was 18, uh, he wanted me out of the house, like already. You know what I mean? Like that that whole mentality of when you're 18, you're a grown ass man, get out of the house, go to college, get a job. That's him. It's so different how like wide ranging parents can be. Yeah, and that's not my mom. That's my dad because you know, yeah. America and whatnot. He lives in Clearwater, <laughs> which is near Tampa, and uh, basically. When I was 18, I had the chance to go to Valencia College, which is a sister college to UCF. The reason why I wanted to go to UCF, which is in Orlando, was for film school. Because at the time, I was doing film-focused stuff. I mean, I still am doing film-focused stuff. But like, I was, I realized, oh, that's a career. I'll do that because I like doing this stuff. But I'm 18, 17. I don't know what the hell I want to do. Nobody <laughs> does at that age, really. Not the majority. You know, there are that, those very people who are like, I want to be a doctor. And then they do it. And I commend them. That's so awesome. But that's not me. So I was like, Mom, let's go to the open house in Valencia. I went to Valencia did the open house, went back home and realized that two things. Number one, I'd get the same exact AA at Broward College. And number two, I'd be saving a butt ton of money. The moment I made that decision, I got it. My very first job in my life was a parkour coach. 
at Western Parkour Academy. I was a part, I was a certified parkour coach. The moment I came back, I got the job. I became a parkour coach. I got all my credits. I got an AA and I was like, okay, still going to Orlando, still going to Orlando, still going to Orlando. And then Tony and I got into Orlando a couple of times. Uh, and you know, we were like, man, this would be a good place to brand, to expand the name of social movement. We, instead of social movement representing South Florida, we can have social movement represent the entire state of Florida. And now the entire state of Florida is like, damn, Sofan was a parkour team to go. We and were then, still pretty small at this point too. And we were, yeah. And but like, does this be it? You know what I when mean? When you say small, what would like small, how would you small is like we're, we weren't like community leaders at all. Okay. We weren't community leaders yet. You know, we weren't. We haven't. We haven't hosted events and competitions and flew out athletes from different places like how we have now. On the and so the team. A word for that. So the team is like a. Um, it is an incorporated thing now. So like Sofa movement is like. Yeah, we've been incorporated for like two years now. I think. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. and so. The partnership that you have with Bang, um, you have five team members, and that's the that's the full scope of people that are officially like under the umbrella of SoFlow Movement as yes. an entity. Correct. And then, because like when I was there last time, um, I met uh, like when I passed through Florida before I moved up here to Nova the Gymnastics. like New York City metro area. What were you saying? You went to Nova Gymnastics. Yeah, I went to Nova uh, before they tore down their parkour <laughs> course. That's apparently. when we started hosting events. Yeah, that's when we started becoming community leaders. That's when we did like our first big event. So that was a reasonably important stepping stone because I think uh, Julio, no, Julio wasn't there. I hadn't met him yet. Julio, Julian was there, and Isaiah was there. Is and Isaiah does tricking, which is different than parkour and free running. Yes, it's like football to basketball. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I believe the distinction is like tricking is like street martial arts and gymnastics and tumbling. More, yeah. more or less, yeah. And more. Parkour is get from point A to point B doing crazy shit, but you don't go upside down. No. And then free running is some <laughs> combination of the two of those. Almost, yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, point A to point B, the most efficient way possible is parkour, which is, has a actual purpose, you know, yeah. straight line. And then free run, which is more looked as like martial art, right, like an art form. And then free running is more sport-based where there is no points, there is no purpose. It's more creative expression personality where you use parkour movements and add flips and twists to it and whatnot to express yourself in a way. And that is that also called speed and style? Because I've heard that term no. too. No, yeah. speed speed is literally the point A to point B thing. Yeah. Style oh. is freestyle. Free like yeah. It's free running. It's when people start mixing. Like free running is where people actually start coming up with their own styles of movement. The reason why it's more sport-based is because it can be it can be a point system. There's a point system to it. Like It, it can be scored. Oh. Yeah, but hmm. parkour can't. Parkour is just time. Interesting. When you compete. Oh, so there are parkour competitions yeah. that are like timed competitions. Oh, that's interesting because there's tr- there's trial competition or trials by competitions, which is like you have an arena and you have a course, mm. and like the the way the point systems work is like I think there is an emphasis on speed, but usually the speed isn't the deciding factor. The points are, and the way you get points, and it's kind of like I think I might be saying this wrong, but I think golf you want less points, right, or less. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I think like, golf, you, you want, want a lower points. score. You want to have the least and amount so, of strokes or something. Yeah, and so trials, you get a point or two every time you like screw up. So if you put, mm. <laughs> there's there's an ingenious video by Martin Ash in explaining this and all of its absurdity. And I think he says, uh, if you put one foot down, that's one point. But if you put one foot down twice, that's two points. But if you put two feet down that's five and if you put one foot down three times that's still that's three one foot down four times that's still three or like there's some ridiculous thing if you if you hit your bash guard on something like the sprocket on the front where the cranks like in the pedal stuff like if you hit one of those that's a point and 
it's so it's it's kind of like weird like that. And so um usually what everyone's goal is to look like quote unquote clean a section and clean is zero points. So you get in the course and out of it and over everything without right. falling off, without putting a foot down, without hitting your pedals or bash guard or anything. Mm-hmm. And um and then only if everyone cleans it, time is a factor. Right. Um but the things that these guys do are just insane. But at the same time, like it's kind of weird for me. Like I would never probably ride competition trials. I might ride a comp, but I'd never be like outfitted for a trials comp because the bikes, if you've ever looked at them, like they're a single pole with no seat and you you can't ride them as bikes. Like these oh, arenas. Yeah, the arenas that people ride these things in are like maybe like 50 feet by 50 feet or 100 feet by 100 feet like it's just kind of a small square which is nice as a spectator sport yeah but um like some people ride street on trials bikes but really like you drive to a place take the bike off the car go 20 feet away where the spot is and then you just sit there and then like do trials and then you go back where like i do street trials because it kind of like it's still not practical because the gear ratio is so low and the seat's so low they can't actually sit down while pedaling but like it's still there so you can like coast and sit down and like get around on the bike whereas like another thing that's usually on competition bikes is uh rim brakes so if you've ever heard bikes like like a trials bike video where the bike hops and you hear like squeaks mm-hmm. like like every time it stops is because they take an angle grinder and they grind the surface of the rim so that the pads are basically on and off so like with my bike, I have disc brakes and even without disc brakes, sometimes you can modulate where you slow down a little bit. Like yeah. you just add a little bit of friction and you slow down, but you don't stop. These brakes are literally like binary, like on off. And That's so you can't use them for like slowing down unless you're skidding to a stop. But then the tires like wear out because they're super soft. So it's, right. it's just a complete bastardization of a bike, but it does really cool shit for being on a bike, technically right. speaking. Right. Um, yeah, sorry, but I, I digress. <laughs> I, I blame the bulletproof coffee. <laughs> this is supposed to be about you guys. <laughs> you, you, yeah, you, you, um, you stopped at uh, where you met Isaiah and Julian at Nova Gymnastics. Oh yeah, so that was something I was going to ask because I thought originally that like um, Isaiah was part of Silva. Yeah, or I, I think maybe there's another face that I didn't know, but that was like Isaiah, he's wearing a long sleeve, so yeah. sweater. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because he taught me how to do a tornado kick. <laughs> I still haven't graduated to the 540. <laughs> it's been two years and a half. Yeah. But but yeah, so like, uh, was that just because right now, for the sake of like <clears throat> growing the company to one day accommodate something like that, you guys have to say rather focus on one niche rather than... Well, so like, one of Tyler's main points was that it's completely two different two different sports. Yeah. Um, which makes a lot of sense. Like, we're a parkour and free running team and there's not much we can do for Isaiah in like a tricking scene. Uh, so we didn't really, we didn't have a motive to add him or mm. that would benefit us or benefit him. Yeah. Because he would be throwing out tricking videos to a parkour community that wouldn't necessarily care, you know? Exactly. Um, recently, however, uh, I'm pretty sure this isn't like private info, but like recently, however, <laughs> with one of our meetings with Bang, they do talk about um, like shows and events and how bringing out trickers and things like that will uh, be of help to them. Yeah, I could imagine. And they would all be contracted technically through us, the SOFA movement. So that's something that's in the works, and that gives us motive to add him, not necessarily as a team member, but as like an affiliate or a representative or like yeah. a freelancer, if you will, like of SOFA. Yeah. Well, um, it also like, it adds like, because the thing about that is if you have, because you have five parkour freerunning guys, 
and to have one tricker on the team that would be like kind of offsets the whole thing well it would it would be like every time he'd get a post on soflo's page or something like it'd probably be not well received and uh, yeah I like because all the followers are like parkour right so we wouldn't do that based. because that would happen it'd be more like we'd use him for other things that would actually benefit for example shows right yeah. or when bang needs but, a trigger and we are yeah. able to provide that for well i was also thinking like if you guys go to a certain like critical mass then you'd be able to attract more than one at a time so like isaiah and maybe someone that isaiah sessions with all the time and then you can already start like your, it's its own sort of like singularity off to the yeah. side as like a subsidiary of like a soflow umbrella rather than just well, one of the things were um which was like a thought was because isaiah's also been isaiah's pretty good at like designing as well oh interesting um he's always been down to like give us ideas or like criticize certain things and because he's like a closer friend uh it's something you actually like take advice does he do graphic design by nature? um <laughs> i don't know but uh you can hit him up after this podcast if i shall like. do that but um he uh he did like have ideas for Soulful and whatnot. So one of the ideas I was thinking about implementing was having him as like an affiliate. He's not like an official team member, but like it, let's say we make a a few different like shirt designs or whatnot or merch like pieces of merch that we decided to sell. Mm. He could get one for free, and then he would represent us at like tricking events that he yeah. goes to. You know, I and mean, he would wear our clothing there. And then if the shirt is dope enough and people are asking about it, that's when he says, "Oh." These are my friends, so far movement. So he's not on the team. He's more yeah. literally so like a representative. Yeah. Well, you uh, could have like a like a core team and then like a live team or like yeah, know, it's a it's something like that. It's like if you're if you're dispatching people for live shows, tricking is a world more easy to like set up a live show for than parkour. Well, that's kind of what they do, really. Well, yeah. I mean, if you just have to like set up parkour equipment, or, like a course, or, it's like, easier obstacles. for them to perform than it is for us because we need obstacles. Yeah, exactly. They literally just need the floor because that's what they do. <clears> you know? But basically to circle this whole thing uh, because we kind of went off like the reason behind Tampa All right. was <laughs> the, the reason why social movement is big deal for Tampa is that at the time when we were smaller, when we were just creating events when you met us in in Nova when you met Isaiah and stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, we had a mindset of a couple of goals long term was to have social movement represent the entire state of Florida essentially how Tempest Freerunning whether you know them or not they represent the entire state of California when anybody likes it or not when you think of Tempest Freerunning you immediately think Cali especially LA uh, when you think Apex you think Colorado immediately we want it to where when people hear social movement they hear Florida mm -hmm. and we want it to where actually it branches out to other states that are aware of us in order to do that, we thought it would be better to go kind of to the central area of Florida. We couldn't do it always from the bottom where we are. So for some of us to move up to the middle made more sense. And on top of that, I could kill two birds with one stones with my family by going to school there. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we picked Orlando because of the UCF thing, how I mentioned earlier when I said about film. When I changed my idea to film, I still said UCF simply because I said that. Remember that? And then we started going to Orlando a couple of times and we met the community mm. and we met the people who run the gyms there and whatnot. And we felt that the environment there wasn't as motivating as we would like it for our creative process and what we do. It just wasn't a great fit. It for wasn't you a guys. good fit. It wasn't a good fit. And so I then kind of just made this decision that it doesn't have to be UCF. It could be something else. Mm. And then I saw USF. We went there a couple of times. Number one, that campus is beautiful. And the <laughs> spots, the, the spots there, we could make one whole bang video in just a quarter of the campus. Spots are yeah. iconic too. They're and very iconic. The Florida parkour yeah. scene. 
where parkour started for Florida to spread from, it came from Tampa. Mm-hmm. So for us to go to the origin spot of where parkour came from also just makes more sense. So not, not, not only are we killing the whole long-term goal with social movement, mm-hmm. not only are we killing that bird, you know, <laughs> but there's also the school uh-huh. and there's also the, um, the fact that where parkour started, the group that is trying to make it, quote-unquote make it, a bunch of kids that people didn't think could make it that are now making it, mm-hmm. to go back to where it started it just kind of all wraps up nicely and I want to go there and find out what, what happens. If it all goes to hell, then it goes to hell. We, 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 we adapt and we figure it out. And we do something yeah. else because we have backup plans, right? We do. We don't focus on them because if you focus on them too much, then you're not focused on plan A. Plan A is the goal, right? So we want to go there and see what goes down. And that's kind of the whole big deal behind why getting upset, accepted to USF is a thing because now we're going to begin the, next chapter the next journey into what we're capable of and what is to come because all the things that we're doing right now we had zero idea we could do yeah so like coming here never thought getting bang never thought <laughs> hosting events flying athletes out like Fosky to to do stuff never thought in my life I, I, yeah. so many things that happen i'd be like what the hell you know what i mean so what is there more? That's yeah. kind of like the idea. So it's funny how every time you have one of those experiences, it's like usually directly implicated in like the next level up experience that you have. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, me, I never expected like doing most of the stuff that I've done in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I haven't like, it, it's not some crazy mind blowing. Like I haven't achieved like rampant success or anything. Mm-hmm. I've just done certain things that I never thought I would be able to. Yeah. And usually I can drink like directly link that to the experience that I had in Scotland where I like went on a trip cause I was so depressed that I had not gotten into schools. And just as an aside, I found it funny that you were mentioning like the spots in the university as like a deciding factor, because I'd be lying if I said I didn't go to all the like conservatories for trombone and partially evaluate which one oh, my favorite based on the biking spots there. You see, that, there. You see that sucked ass for parkour. I was yeah. like, never mind. Yeah. But anyway, so like, but like when I went to the Scotland, like road trip, that was about road trip to Scotland. That's not how that works. Nope. When I went to the, <laughs> the UK trip on the I bike, it was <laughs> magic and lots of speed. Yeah, I just got autocross tires and hydroplane my way to the UK. <laughs> yeah, <it's okay. laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, I um like that UK trip was about a month after you guys. When I would met you, I didn't have all my verdicts back from the schools. And the the thing that I was doing at the time was like, auditioning for conservatories for a second year because I had an injury the year before and that messed up like with those auditions. And then I had like a bunch more setbacks the second year and I auditioned to like 10 more schools and got into none of them again. And I was like, really twice? Come on, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I was just like kind of beat and I had invested in Tesla and NVIDIA when I was like 16, mm-hmm. um, like just some birthday money that I had. And so I was like, well, that went up a bit. So I guess I'll take it out and go to Scotland because I had seen this video like six months earlier and it was just, it was Ali C and I think I've shown you guys yeah, videos of Ali Clarkson. Yeah. yeah. And so basically I saw this video that a YouTuber that I followed posted about a mountain in Scotland called Ben Lomond and it's in the Scottish Highlands. It's beautiful. The air is super clear and there's Loch Lomond there. And I was like, that looks amazing. Maybe one day in my life I'll get there. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm sad. I'm going now. <laughs> and so, so I like withdrew all my stock money and booked a flight and then went to Scotland. And in Scotland, 
well, I went to Southampton in the UK. I spent a week in Southampton and then a week in Scotland. And when I was in Scotland, I was supposed to be staying at a couch serving place that fell through a couple of days before. So in a panic, my friends in Southampton were like, yo, you need to just ask Ali C if you can stay in their flat. And I was in Ali C's roommates with Danny McCaskill and Duncan Shaw and um, the drop and roll team. And they're like a super famous street trials team. And to put Danny McCaskill in perspective, uh, the guy that broke the world record for like the highest parachute jump or whatever, he like went to the edge of the atmosphere in a balloon, jumped right. out in a spacesuit, broke the sound barrier with his body, right? Pulled the parachute, got a Guinness World Record for that. That video had sixty six million views, and Danny's two most viewed videos in succession have ninety million and eighty nine million. <laughs> so <fun. laughs> and he's okay. on a yeah, so like and he's on a bike. Yeah, he's on yeah, a yeah, bike. He's on a bike. And like you know, on so, the earth. So. Yeah, 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 still yeah. on the earth. And yeah, yeah, going maximum twelve miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. meanwhile, this dude's going eight hundred miles an hour. Million. Yeah, yeah. Holy. I think imagine shit. I just broke ninety million. Um, what did you do again? I forgot the video. What was it? That was him driving or uh, riding on supersized kids' toys. The second most viewed one's a ridge. That's the mountain. Yeah. And um, makes sense. Yeah. So, but yeah, he actually just made a YouTube channel, which I find hilarious. Jason so Paul's sorry. Jason Paul's <laughs> airport video with Red Bull broke 100 million views. Yeah, of course. Did it? Yeah. Nice. I think it's all that one. Yeah, um, or the thumbnails like <laughs> between the freaking yeah. tunnel and to the plane. Yeah. I had mixed feelings about that video because it didn't make a lot of sense. And I think what, like if you're trying to make what, what I heard what I heard about Red Bull is that athletes can kind of just pitch their ideas and because Red Bull is such a big name they can kind of license whatever area they want. Mm -hmm. So Jason Paul probably was like, "Yo, I want to run through the airport because I travel a lot and this I've thought about this every time I sat in the airport yeah. lounge. Can we make this?" And they were like, "Yeah." And that's probably well, I, I, I was I like the idea of applying parkour and free running to that. I love the just, video mainly because of his style, but Yeah. Well, I just thought it was like too gimmicky with like, if you're really trying to make a flight, you're not going to stop and do like a cork. Oh yeah. No, this, <laughs> this is definitely just like a, oh, this a freestyle. Is fun, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah there was, there was no, no like legit. I, I know, but I just like that, like Phil Baker, like continuity yeah. storytelling, just stuff. I can't, I'm such an asshole about this. Yeah, they I just make can't a video help. where they go back in time to like China. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but you can, people, like old China. people make that stuff like at least justified in film story. Dude, but, there's a lot of stuff that we make that makes literally negative two cents. We like, bifrosted yeah. a rainbow unicorn. You bifrosted <laughs> a we fucking rainbow a, unicorn. A rainbow unicorn can by a bang. And then I pretended I couldn't pick it up. You know, Julian went into a mirage in a desert from you. Right? <laughs> yeah. From grabbing a can. We uh, teleported by just opening up cans. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Didn't you, like, land in a we video with no pants yeah. on or some we, shit? Yes. Like we found the video. I got to edit it today, actually. Where oh, the yeah. coffee can is rolling by itself everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> by itself, downstairs. Like, no one pushed it, apparently. Nice. Oh, yeah, the recent video we have is where the caffeine free bang, like, I have to edit that today, no. like, helps Julian meditate. <laughs> caffeine free drinks help you go into a state of meditation yeah, at so, all. As if it's, like, some, yeah, it's so, you know, yeah, you watch great. it and you're like, ah, and that's it. Yeah. That's well, I mean, but that's the thing. thing. So you guys are make video ideas every fucking week. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, that's what you have to do. You have two idiots like us. They're like dropping my voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have two idiots like us. It's very possible. Yeah, but, like, we used to do this without getting paid anyway. Were so. we talking about this before this? Oh, yeah. Uh, We're on some subject. Uh, Danny. Oh, yeah, yeah. You went on your Stalin trip. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh damn! I didn't mean to like. I I swear I didn't remember that was where we were talking about. Yeah, you're on scholarship because of the denial of your. Yeah. So well, so basically, long story, even longer. Um, I, 
I had never expected to meet Ali C or Danny McAuliffe. I've told you guys this before. I didn't expect to meet any of them in my lifetime. And right. I, they were who got me into biking. Like my friend, when I was a kid in Wakulla County, Florida, like Brad Burnham showed me a Danny McCaskill video called Way Back Home. And I was like, I've, I think I've seen this guy before, mm-hmm. but I just, I yeah. didn't stay hooked on him. And then when I started biking and then Brad showed me the video, I was like, oh my God. And yeah. then, so that sort of started that. Um, then I got into Ali C's videos cause he at the time rode a hex, which was the first 26 inch, like full size mountain bike version of a street trials bike from inspired. And I couldn't fit on the bike that Danny rode. So I just like got obsessed with Ali C stuff. Cause I like live vicariously through people. So, um, but I was like, wow, these dudes are super cool and they're really good at bikes, but they live in the UK and I'm never going to meet them probably. Maybe they'll do a tour and I'll get an autograph or something. Right. <laughs> fucking, go there and stay with them. Yeah. And so, you know, in a panic when I was in this like south of the UK, my friends were like, you should just ask them to stay in their flat. Like they're nice. They'll do it for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, did, right. that seems a little bit like an imposition, yeah. like slightly, maybe. Yeah. Hi, I'm a dude from America you've never met before and I'm actively fanboying. Can I stay in your home? And they were like, uh, yeah, sure. Totally fine. I was okay. So, but anyway, like I, I ate dinner with like these guys, they treated me as like equal friends, family almost. And yeah. like, that was an insane experience. And purely because of that, like it, it really shifted the landscape of what I thought was possible. And like, like, okay, maybe I put more mental barriers down than are actually real. And like, as a direct result of that trip, like everything's happened. And, and so just things precipitate like that. And then because of certain things I've done, because I dared try them because that trip happened, mm. now I'm like, holy shit, I did that. And then it, it keeps like compounding on itself, which right. is really nice. Um, but yeah, so it's cool to hear you guys have that experience with. Yeah, yeah, it's a, that, that ex- exactly what you just talked about is what we were, have ex- been experiencing since I want to say fall of 2017 ever since fall of 2017 things have definitely kicked up a notch and was there any hallmark moment that like precipitated that or was it just yeah yeah when we start when i when uh when we hosted the uh uh nova gymnastics competition when we hosted that event we were like holy crap like people know us in this community in this community uh <laughs> and we can do we can do this and then i hosted a three-day event at weston that involved my idol Bosky from Spain flew him out. did a did a three day event Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was a jam on Friday, competition on Saturday, two workshops by him on Sunday. I hosted that. I marketed myself. I made all of the content while still going to school, all of that stuff. And I was like, wow, what, what can I do actually? And then twenty eighteen just just went by fast. But twenty eighteen was a big year for you. <laughs> every single month there was something. If anything, there was two or three things happening at the same time in, during the month. And that's when we started to realize. You have a brief rundown of like all the stuff you guys did in 2018 because it was. Do you really want me to? I can't. Well, like tours and like. Yes. So January we did two road trips. February we comp we competed in the throwdown. Um, I made it. I made a video out of that from the throwdown from January of, to March. I made vlogs almost every week. Almost. Yeah. Almost. What's the throwdown in February? Could you say more about that? It was a it was a Miami Freeing parkour competition. Oh, okay. In the community. Uh, I made vlogs for like a straight two months. Um, Why do we do that? Just because <laughs> we did road trips a lot. We did road trips. Uh, and then in April, I went through an injury and got through it. And then in May, we hosted a donation jam at Miami Freeing for a clothing line. And then we went to Spain. Then I made a documentary out of it. And then we did a screening in June for it. 
And then we did another screening later on in that month. Then we got the video by Bang in July, made that video, sent it into them, uh, finished up my classes. I was working summer camp at Western Parkour. You were still at Apple. Uh, and then in August, we started getting things confirmed by Bang, started making uh, videos for them. When was when was the moment that you guys, or what month were you officially like on Bang? I think it was October or September. It was very close to the New York trip. It was September. And then in September, Foskey came again for an, for another event that I hosted, another competition at Weston, four workshops around the entire state. I took him to Miami, Weston, Orlando, and Tampa for four different workshops. I hosted him for two weeks almost. Then in October, we came here, filmed with you and Sprackle. Then I came back home. We did a two-week tour in a van. And then in December, I made an episode series out of all of those episodes. And then I aired them uh, late January into February of this year. That was a summary of 2018 for you, boy. That's a pretty uh, insane. That's a pretty quick come up. That right there showed me what else we can do. <clears throat> Hence, moving to Tampa helps because what could yeah. happen there? God knows what. Maybe some, nothing. Probably still some How stuff long did missing it... actually too? Huh? It's probably still some stuff missing. There is still some. Stuff I'm missing. sure there's a lot of. Like, I know there's stuff I'm missing. I'm looking on my page. Oh, you missed Earth Day Jam Gainesville. <laughs> I went there to make a whole video for that. That's right. I was <laughs> still I was still recovering from my broken foot. Oh yeah, before. that happened. When it when. I was uh, I went on my page just to look to see. That was after. Oh a, wait, what? There's a video with my cast on. Because October was, 2017. Because he was. Uh, that was a long time ago. He was ho- he was hosting the event with me on Crushy. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that video. and I was like, uh, spring fuck. and summer of 2017. Spring of 2017 can suck my ass. I hated it. <laughs> summer, I went to Italy for by myself for five days, and then everything started. And then from there, I've like gained a second win we all have and now like tampa the thing is with tampa is like i'm not headstrong on like making stuff happen there i'm headstrong on making sure that things can happen but if it doesn't then to adapt because it could go it could suck like there could be nothing going on well i mean adapting from a past so i guess like one of the things that i'm curious about is what is sort of like what sort of alternate futures have you guys thought about and decided you want for yourselves whether that be in tandem or independent of soflow what do you mean so like 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 uh, so let's say two three years out because five years is actually way longer than people give it credit for (laughs) (laughs) um well like let's see like you know assuming certain things that you have in your minds now for how you want to grow stuff goes as planned reasonably like which they never do yeah but you know because circumstances always change but at this point in time just as like a little time capsule on this podcast like in two years three years like what's sort of the state of the team how do you want to be living like that's actually very difficult to answer um i said i have an answer for i if like two years three years what my ideal goal is Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's going to happen it could happen it could happen my two-year or three-year plan could happen in six years but this is where like i'd like to see it in two or three years i think we'd be at a state where um we're a lot more recognized on social media. Um, there are a lot more people who follow us, not because of just parkour, but because of our personality. We have a bigger influence on those things. Uh, I'd say we'd be known worldwide at that point. I also think that we'd be uh, picked up by a management company where we can be start being implemented into like performances or commercials, things like that. I mean like talent management or... Okay. Mm-hmm. But as a team standpoint, not as rather an individual than, standpoint. Yeah, and rather than just like specifically stunt management, you want... right right um merchandise we 
hopefully by then have our own like legitimate store mm-hmm. going on where you know most YouTubers will drop some yeah. merch like every month or something or every couple weeks. I want to be on that level as well. Um, yes, what else? There, there's there's well, definitely there's, those things. It's I've, hard to think. Well, there's a there's well, there's like, like there's the the magic aspects of that. So like being known by a lot of people, mm-hmm. but to to sort of like. Are there any checkpoints, like any things where like SoFlo turns into a different looking structure or a different looking like mechanism than it is now? Because right now, what we are now. Yeah, because right now, like, I think we we want to stay the way we are. We pride on genuineness and authenticity. Well, do you want to make any sort of different types of content in the future, or get a different arrangement with the content that you're making now? We don't know. Maybe (laughs) in the future, like having someone dedicated to like. Content creation having a D rock <laughs> maybe like yeah kind of something like that where sort of like yeah. where we could still take on projects that we like to do but if it's like because there's there's no doubt in my mind that two or three years from now if everything goes at least somewhat according to plan yeah. we're gonna be overloaded with projects that we have to do yeah. and not all that can be done by myself or Tyler. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Like that type of idea of D rock or whatever is uh, cool. But only possible if the, what do we say? Like, there's five different ways of income for us again? Mm-hmm. There's five different ways that Sofa Movement operates under parkour for income that we want to do all. Because essentially, we are a jack of all trades. Each one of us carries some type of uh, property, I guess you could say, that will bring in uh, revenue, right? That's why I was telling you about teammates on the team. It's very important to have that those qualities because, you know, if we're all the same, then we're not, we, we don't have, there's no variety. So there is... Coaching and workshopping mm-hmm. as one way to create create income. I I know each one of us in self movement can coach, but I mainly have the bigger coaching background because of my job. Yeah. And I've seen Foscue do workshops and whatnot. So workshopping and coaching, that's one way. Performances and shows, that's another way. Uh, clothing is the third way. Content, video production is the fourth way. And then fifth was what? Is it talent? Fifth, fifth was like Sponsorships. Talent. Fifth was uh, brand deals. Uh, okay. Sponsorships and whatnot. Um, commercial, we didn't really. I think we were categorizing that into like brand deals or whatnot. Or like and then there's also way. like commercials and stunt yeah. jobs and stuff like that. So it's technically six ways of things we want to do. We wouldn't implement the whole content creation in a different way until we actually are at a point. And this is to answer your question as well, where I see ourselves in the future. We're at a point where we are actually some way scheduling ourselves throughout the year doing all of those six things. Like at least, a, at least a good amount of them like a good like like five out of six minimum in my head in my head because like that would be the ideal thing to just wake up and be like okay uh next month we got to go to a video shoot we got to do this um but before that we got to make sure we ship out these clothes for these clients or for these customers you know these these new shirts that we came up with um and then also make sure we got to make videos for bang and adidas you know like that yeah. oh my god dude that that gives that that gives me a hard on like you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that type of and then oh and then oh don't worry because remember make make sure next july we got to go do this performance for a casino you know like yeah. that type of stuff is so badass to me i love it you know or like okay canon hooked us up for this one commercial it's a small shoot but that to me yeah. doing all those and then i hack and then we personally can do a workshop for our gym like a gym in another state or hell even another country goes so full that we'd like you to teach a workshop for our students done yeah pick my flight and i'll be there all of that stuff happening at once when that happens which is what i want when that happens then the whole idea of creating different content whatever will come after that because who knows what it take has to take between all of us to make what i just said happen it's going to take all five of us and whoever comes up next into the future, five plus of us to make all that happen. 
um, because it is a lot, but it's so me just talking about it right now. It's so motivating because you give a shit about it so much that you want it to see it come into fruition. You know what I mean? Like when I initially came up with doing or actually, well, it's also attainable. Like there's, there's something to be said for something that's lofty, but ridiculous and something that's lofty, but like, well possible. Like everything that you've outlined in or out, 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 out <laughs> bragging on my yeah. vocabulary. There. Um, <laughs> everything that you just laid out is like, it's perfectly attainable. It's going to be hard, but it's not like bullshit. Yeah. Like you have a very specific set of things and it's very well thought out and it's all reasonable and possible and difficult enough that you'll probably be a powerhouse if you achieve it. Um, I guess one of the things that I'm curious about is like, do you guys have, sort of an understanding of like who's the ninja and which part of that like yes who's the yeah. the editor because i know you two are editors but does uh for instance julian do any editing do it wait what is that no he's talking about like who like so like who like you of of those five or six things like yeah. do you have one that is because i know you said you were strongest on the coaching stuff i would say no offense Tony's probably on the editing side of things right now, pushing slightly ahead. Well, actually, no, no you did he this. is. I'm, no, he is. He had to pick up the slack while I was doing this class. Oh, it's true. Mainly the both of us. Yeah, so see time. But, well, okay, so you can interchange on that. So you we have two, two video ninjas then. Well, no, here's the thing. Before you continue with that, just to let you know, uh, to maybe help you with that, each one of us has each of those things that I said. Mm-hmm. Like, we all are capable of doing all of them. It's just some of us are have more experience in one of those things. Or, like, the specific, like... Like Julio, Tony, Julie, they can all can coach, Mm -hmm. but I can probably put together a two hour workshop quicker because I've been coaching for three years. Yeah. Uh, Or can help outline something better for us. Julio and and Julian can film, but we may have have more experience on like, oh, we may have more experience on like what an angle may look like better for them. You know, we all have a take in each one of them. It's just, it's like our stats would be slightly higher than somebody else on one particular thing. Like for performances, for example, so for the most majority of times, performances like people like they're really s- crazy looking flips, the stalls. Nobody cares if you can do a double spin, at least like the muggles. Yeah. Like they don't really care if you can do. <laughs> what? Could you define call. muggle? <laughs> someone who is not a wizard, so in parkour, someone who is not a parkour runner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people who categorize parkour and free running as the office. Fuck yeah, you. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know it is from the office, go. You listening right now, you are a muggle. <laughs> Yeah, if um, you think a backup is the coolest thing ever, you're a muggle. <laughs> Wait, I've been six months trying to learn what it is. <laughs> no, no, if someone, like, when we're doing parkour, like, a big jump or whatever, and they're like, do a backflip, you're a muggle. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, okay, well, I get that. But pretty much, those, like, those, like, stall flips and everything, like, not the double spins, the triple spins, or the double flips, even, mm-hmm. that can happen at a performance that make people go, like, whoa, like... Julian is definitely one of the better aspects of that for performances. Like mm-hmm. he can do tumbling, he can do he's out of like everyone on the team, he probably has the best air awareness yes. for flips. Yes. I'd say next would be maybe like Julio. I think Julio is a good second second place for that as yep. far as like a variety of flips and whatnot. Yep. Doesn't mean we suck at performances, we can still do them, but as far as like who's probably gonna do a slightly better job or have a couple more runs in it, will probably be one of them. Yeah. Well know? it's also good that the strongest video people aren't necessarily the strongest people to appear in the videos because then mm-hmm. you can actually have the strongest like of both at the same time well we want to be we want to be the strongest to appear in videos too yeah. he's more in talking about uh well i mean for like the flashy stuff yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we would choose them but anyway with that in mind what i just told you you can continue what you're going to say about yeah. how who is the ninja of whatever yeah well i mean i was just curious like because i know you guys were saying um it just comes into 
into different things. Like, so for instance, with me and Will and Sprackle, like I, I can't code a line. I think I, I, I think I spent one day in Code Academy and made like a receipt printer. Um, oh, yeah, but meanwhile, Will knows like seven languages and teaches. Like when he was a sophomore at the university that he goes to, he taught a course on Java at the university that he was a sophomore. Right. Like, so he got like, there's a secret test for Google called FUBAR. Where like if you search enough specific questions about PHP, which is what a lot of Google is built in, Google will like track your searches and then start to like match them to see if you're smart enough to even be considered for like a recruitment. Then the Google search box, if you like break the threshold of relevance, will split in half and the page says, do you want to play a game? And it's like. That's uh, why. Yes. And so he he got that, got an offer, and was like, no, nah, I'm in school right now. I'm just chilling. <laughs> and so, what? Yeah. And this was probably like two years ago or something. And so, oh my God. Yeah. So I'm not the ninja for coding. <laughs> that right. would definitely be Will. Will also does tricking. I I do a lot of the like, sort of like, especially doing this video, it's been really eye opening on like cultural discovery and, mm-hmm. and user interviews and biz dev sort of stuff. Marketing, I think I'm, I'm more of the ninja in virality than than Will might be because like Will yes. actively stays off of social media, which makes enough sense. Is he socially awkward as well? Not at all. Uh-huh. He's just super chill. Like he's not like trying to like, I maybe my quest for viral competence and like marketing competence. I feel like it's as it's sense. deployed on my own personal brand is like partially out of some insecurities. Yeah. I don't think Will has many of those. Okay. <laughs> so he doesn't really care about, right. um, and, but he is also like his, his life is through and through coding. Like uh, one of the things that happened when we were first meeting was I, I had this like kind of not the, the greatest start of a law firm, uh, like making some documents for us. And one of those things was like an independent contractor agreement. And it was written disproportionately favoring to the corporation, mm-hmm. like way too greedy on intellectual property and stuff like that. And uh, Will's sister, I believe, is a contract manager. Mm-hmm like her job is to like annotate and to make sure there's no bullshit happening in contract. So she read the contract. She's like, um, excuse me, what's this? And so that was how I met Will's sister. (laughs) And uh, I was like, Oh God, I don't know. I just, (laughs) I retired the company. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but, uh, but she basically describes like, yeah, no, Will's, Will's life is like writing the code. It's not necessarily the legalities of coding. That's where I come in. And I was like, I, I respect that. And can you help me as well? Are you on board? For yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so like, that's sort of what I mean as far as like ninja ship. So you say he's like more than ninja in coding. You're more than ninja. In and like, like biz of, so yeah, I'm not nin- not legalities. What's self flow in that sense? But like, the because thing, but, I know you mentioned like merchandising, you mentioned the coaching, you mentioned the video, right. the live shows. And, and like so in our field, in our honestly. field though, we, we kind of, we literally have to be, in everything. Yeah. Well, like, no, it's, that's the same thing with any early stage startup. But Tony like, are pretty much ninja in all of those things. I can go backflip. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, do a wheelie. Yeah, well, for example, actually, we're obviously here with you in uh, New Jersey. Julian had to play paintball and do parkour at the same time for a bang shoot. We we couldn't because we're here, you know. Yeah. So like, that's performance or commercial aspect. Yeah. So we all we can pretty we all can pretty much do it all. It's just maybe one of us will organize something for somebody. I don't know. Really, yeah. if I'm being honest, we all can do it all. And either one of us can just pick up a project. Like, Tony can out of nowhere just be like, I'm going to coach this. Can you help me, like, film it? And I'll be like, yeah. Or the other way around. I'll be like, yo, Tony, I'm going to do a workshop. Can you film it? Yeah. 
Or we could be like, hey, I came up with this shirt. Can you handle the inventory and ship it out? Yeah. Or by, you know what I'm saying? We can all do it. Mm-hmm. But mainly it's between Tony and I. Tony and I are the ones that can do all six. And then we utilize our team as teammates <laughs> yeah. to help with those things. Each one of these things, and I mentioned the six things, can create its own project. Right? There's six ways of income, but each one of them has projects within them. We can do all six but we're going to need help, hence our teammates. Yeah. Does that make sense? I feel like I said that better that time. Yeah. Well, I mean, what happens a lot with, Do you like, think it made sense? <laughs> Black, mysterious microphone. You listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it's, like... Honestly, we're still... I took the trash out seven moons ago. He took the trash out a fortnight ago. That's two weeks. That's two weeks. It's your goddamn turn to take the motherfucking trash out. You see how easy that was? I mean, you just said that it's I have a double day. More days of this. Somebody needs to step up and tell the boy how to live. Uh, yeah. All right. You still got some money I can buy off of you? Indeed, I do. Uh, okay. If you don't know that. I don't know what that is. This is actually. Well, I'll take one the, of your stable okay. boys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is them quoting. <laughs> this is shit. I sure Lee's video. This is not. Don't them. You cut this out. They're not candidly <laughs> saying any of this. <laughs> Do not touch the thing. <laughs> Don't touch the rubbish. Yeah. Like, this being the rubbish. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, okay. You're well, we're, we're trash? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we're at a, an hour and 20 now. It might be time to wrap up so you God guys can get to your. Yeah, I know it passes fast. I've been on a couple of podcasts. And it's been and raining this entire time. Yes, and it is still raining. So now we're at this year's Sprackle shoot, and we are trying to make sure that our bodies are. Uh, this is the SD card shape. from the Sprackle shoot. <laughs> Those are scissors. Wait, can you get a. I just. Yeah, so it's time to. <laughs> there goes the Sprackle shoot. I got to do an Epsom salt bath and a cold bath, and then. Uh, well, no, first I got to roll out and stretch, do that. Yeah. And then well, we- before we actually go, though, let me. Just. We've we talked about like, I guess the the softer, longer term ambitions. But when you guys fly back, I know that you aren't going to be moving slowly. So over the next couple of months, like, what's what's the next move? So um oh right, I fly back and I immediately do a three day commercial, and then after that, we Tal and I have to immediately start looking at places that we're gonna move into, which is gonna happen in July after we get back from Europe, and we leave for Europe on June eighteenth. And get back June, July 10th. Where for Europe? Uh, Spain and the UK. Mm, nice. Um, I'm not going to the UK, by the way. But fuck you. Uh, <laughs> why not? I'm going to go to Monforte. Uh, oh, you were talking about your mom or something like that. Okay. Do you still get back July 10th then? Nah, we'll figure this out later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> we're going to try and move our stuff up to maybe like a storage facility in Tampa before we actually go to Spain. And then when we get back July 10th, it would just kind of being like, hey, goodbye, parents again, and then drive all the way up to Tampa, get our stuff out and then move into the place and then figure out step two. Nice. As in food. All right. And then after you guys are settled, classes start and classes start and it starts because like like what I said earlier that we plan out things five or six months in advance. We planned all this out in the beginning of the year and it's getting halfway point. So now it's time to make up the second half of the year planning. Yeah. So that's. More likely going to happen once we're actually the beginning steps are planning for the second half is going to be the fact that I'm going to start classes and that uh, we are going to essentially take ourselves even more seriously and begin ways to like figure out workflow and whatnot. Start the five, the six things, you know, the six infinity stones, <laughs> uh, the six social stones, and basically begin 
begin more um, <laughs> ways of making those projects happen and seeing how how the move goes. It's the first time we've all lived by ourselves together for a longer period of time. We've all stayed with each other in hotels and stuff like that. But this yeah. will be on months on end. <sighs> you know, we might all kill each other. Yeah. Or we might... Just don't give Tony Z quote. Well, we might all just get an argument one day and the next day we go back to normal and do our job. You know, we'll see basically how those things turn out, how it goes, and if we can handle it. And if it, we realize that it's not conducive to social movement, mm. then we go from there. Okay. The goal, main goal at this point, now that I've actually been accepted to a university and I'm moving out, like I told my parents I would and do all these things. Yeah. School has now gone to priority number two. I was trying to hold on to social movement in school the same priority. Yeah, well, I mean, just to eradicate that variable so that you know, like, it's because just, that, there was a lot of writing on that, I take it. There's geographical things and so much things. Yeah. And the thing is, is that um, at this point, I can safely say for the past, I want to say probably three years, or maybe just say we could say two for now, that a lot of things that I've been doing is based, not even based, social movement motivated. Therefore, <laughs> why wouldn't the next years of my life? be more self-movement motivated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before my parents didn't believe in it. Now they're starting to be like, well, hang on a second. And now I'm like, oh no, I'm moving out and doing this and whatnot. So I think there's more backup to self-movement than there was before. There's more support. Before it was just school, 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 don't do parkour, blah, 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 doubt, 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 doubt. And I'm like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Watch <laughs> what me. a description. Just like literally shut your mouth and watch me. Don't tell me what I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now it's happening and there I can make a more adult decision. So if Tampa just sucks for SoFlo, uh, it's plan B. For sure. That's all it is. Yeah. And it could, and, or it could be the shit. All right. So that's that. Well, at a minute and 25, uh, that's, that's an hour and... I just end it quick. I'm tired, just man. All right, well, it's like 3 p.m. Before we head out, it's 3 p.m. <laughs> Go to bed. Where can people find you? Social uh, movement. Social movement on Instagram. Uh, uh, SoflowMVMNT.com for our merch. And if you search Soflow Movement on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram, you'll find us. Please buy merch. We're broke. <laughs> help, help us not be broke, please. Oh, God. Please buy merch. We're broke. You know, every merch that someone buys, it comes with a little card that says, thanks for helping us not be broke. Yeah. That's I'm not amazing. kidding. It's like a little personalized card. Only the people in this podcast will know that. Yep. That's merch. I, I appreciate having this exclusive to break on the world. All right, guys. Well, it's been real. I still have to live with your bullshit for another 10 days, so... Yep. I'm excited. Let's do snaps all around, guys. Good job. Our snaps. Jazz claps for the first Polymath podcast. We might hold the, the second place trophy after my interview with Finn for the most tangents ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, second most tangents ever. Um, but I had fun. This wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So <laughs> oh, thanks, I, man. I think, <laughs> well, I think it was good that you had macaroni and cheese in the beginning to lighten the mood and oh, it was great. raise the insulin. Bowl. All right. Well, love, peace, and chicken grease, everyone. I think we're signing off now. Deuces. 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 I took the trash out. Gavin! Hey, guys. It is Corey from the future again. I just wanted to thank you for making it this far into the first episode of the Sprackle podcast. And what a Sprackle it was. Once you find out the definition of Sprackle in the next episode, you'll know what that means. But... A lot has changed in the almost a year since I recorded this episode, and even the one that I recorded more recently under the name Sprackle has been very much in a lab form. So obviously as the Sprackle podcast begins to grow into its own, there's going to be inevitable changes as we just develop. 
but I have a sneaking suspicion that if you like this episode, you're going to like whatever we put out in the future much more so because we'll start to almost look like we know what we're doing. So final notes, if you would like to get in contact with me, I am pretty ubiquitously at not your Dwight on all social medias. Um, I'm very good about responding as the, the time of recording this. Uh, your competition is sparse. But uh, also, if you are a designer, you can probably tell by the Comic Sans black and white thumbnail for Sparkles podcast that I am not a native speaker of the design language. So if you want to help out with that, that would be fantastic. And above all, do the thing and have a great day. And that's all I have to say about that.